Hello, welcome to this bonus episode of Shrimp and Crits. We're going to go over the character sheets, sort of how it would look if we were sitting down to play for the first time. We've kind of already done this, but we wanted to record it for Monster of the Week fans who would like to know the ins and outs of each character or even people who are new to the game and want to see kind of how it's run. Some of the information will go over here. We have planned as reveals in the first few episodes. So if you care about spoilers, you should skip this and come back to it later. So playbooks are kind of the classes in Monster of the Week. They all represent a certain um, archetype uh, from the genre. Every playbook has two steps, one where you pick your hunter moves specific to your playbook, your gear, your stats, and your appearance, and then one where you pick your history options, which are how your hunters know each other. Each player has seven luck points, which are a finite resource that can be spent to negate all harm from one single attack or automatically roll a 12 on any roll. Each hunter has seven harm, and each hunter has experience. When you get five experience, you level up. Um, so, okay, so we're going to start with Ray Ray, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. So Ray Ray is the monstrous. One of the big things we wanted to reveal, we're going to start right off with, uh, is what kind of creature you are. It's the first thing on your character sheet. So, um, you want to reveal your big secret? Um, yeah, I guess, uh, in Ray Ray's mind, it's not exactly this, but people know him as the Gola Gator Man. He's kind of a were gator. Nice. <laughs> uh, which I guess the way I see it isn't really like it's kind of its own species. And I think that he'll try to correct a lot of his peers throughout the game. Or the specific, specifically the origin and things of how you became. Well, we will not reveal that just yet. In fact, I don't think even. I don't um, even know it. So. You no, know, I think we're going <laughs> to. That's one of the tenets of this game is play to find out what happens. So uh, we're going to do that. Um, so the next thing on your character sheet is, well, it, it says you pick your monster breed and then it says, uh, were you always this way? Uh, yes. It, this is a spoiler episode, right? So I can kind of go. Into yeah. No. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I was born this way. It's all I've known. Um, you know, and when I say were gator, it's like, it's kind of just a transformation. You know, I, I still look like a normal man most times. Cool. But yeah, I, I inherited this from, as far as I know, my mother, and it's been passed down throughout my family. Have you always fought for good, or were you evil and changed sides? Uh, I've always fought for good. Really, I didn't fight for anything. <laughs> yeah, but you've never been, like, a villain. No. Good. Uh, so what is your curse? Uh, my curse is vulnerability uh, to extreme temperatures, which is cold. Because a lot like me and anyone else who's grown up on the Gulf Coast, we don't tolerate temperatures under 50 degrees very well. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, you know, alligators are... And, you know, yeah, warm-blooded. Yeah. Cold-blooded. Alligators are cold-blooded. <laughs> It's 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 one or the other. You're probably we're, fine. They're we're, blooded. We're warm blooded. They 50, have blood. Fifty percent chance. Yeah, they're they're be, they'd be cold blooded, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. they are cold blooded. Which I guess I'm more lukewarm blooded because I'm a human and <laughs> alligator. <laughs> you get to choose natural attacks. What did you choose? Uh, I went with teeth, which is obvious for a gator. It's uh, one of the most powerful bites in a 
the Animal Kingdom, Gators and Crocs, my lineage. Dope. And Claws. That's sort of your first monstrous move. Uh, what did you pick as your as your? You get to pick two monstrous moves from the list. What did you choose? Um, so I took the move Unholy Strength, which allows me to roll plus weird instead of plus tough when I kick some ass because I kind of have my unnatural, you know, wear strength. The other move that I took is something borrowed. <laughs> which is just a lot of fun for Ian, <laughs> which is take a move from a hunter playbook that is not currently in play. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy move. You have so many moves to draw from there. Yeah, and uh, which, I mean, I guess the way that I flavor that to where it makes sense is I, you know, I am also a person. I should know more than just, you know, monsters and whatnot. I know how to act in society and whatnot so yeah so far you haven't done anything out of the realm that i think would be possible for you i think it it's you 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 do a good job of working it into the fiction yeah so one of the optional mechanics we're using is luck moves uh they're listed in the tome of mysteries um the luck move for ray ray is when you spend a point of luck your monster side gains power your curse may temporarily become stronger or another disadvantage may manifest. So, um, yeah, so that's your luck move. Another optional mechanic we're using is how are you weird? So you can choose to not have use magic as one of your basic moves and instead choose one of the how are you weird moves. Um, did you, I think you did choose one of those, didn't you? Uh, yes. So I I went with no limits, which is when you push your physical body past its limits, you roll plus weird. On a 10 or more, your body obeys your will to the limits of physical possibility for a moment. Uh, on a 7 to 9, you do it, but choose one consequence, suffer one harm, take minus one forward, or you need to rest right now. And on a miss, something goes horribly wrong. I love that move. It's one of my favorites of the How Are You Weird moves, and it has good synergy with your unholy strength. I, I really mm -hmm. dig that. So your character sheet says you have the option of taking one weapon from the gear list there. Uh, which one did you choose? Uh, I went with shotgun. I live on a pretty much gator farm. Everyone needs their, you know, <laughs> their gun at home. Gotta defend your land. <laughs> and then what does Ray Ray look like? What does he wear? And what is he? Uh, so one one big characteristic is Ray Ray always wears flip flops. <laughs> uh, Makes sim sense. Simply because in the times that he does go gator form, that's the one thing that uh, he just can't keep a pair of shoes. So just stops stops <laughs> buying them. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean he's a bigger guy, not not very big, but you know he's a a little brawny. Not overly tall. Yeah, I'd say he's probably about 5'10". That sounds right. Tallish. It's taller, taller than me. <laughs> it's taller than me. Yeah, so he's about he's about 5'10". Kind of scruffy looking. You know, not a not a super clean cut dude. Kind of, you know, keeps not long, but kind of shaggy ish hair. He wears like a lot of like Hawaiian shirts and and like cut off oh, yeah. flannels a lot of, and shit. A lot of a lot of really loose fitting clothing. That makes sense. <laughs> and then last but not least, which stat line did you choose? 
negative one charm because am gator guy <laughs> because am gator <laughs> plus one cool which i mean the way i see that is you know he has gone this long without being discovered he has to have some wits about him yeah that makes sense plus one sharp which i kind of see it just in like his senses you know his natural like senses in his other form mm-hmm Zero tough, mainly because all of my tough comes from my weird strength. Yeah. And plus three weird, which essentially is my strength. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, when you're first building a monstrous character, it's strange that most of the options have very little tough. Uh, But then, yeah, you think about it and you're like, oh, well, even if you're like a werewolf, your strength comes from that weird, that weird monstrous side, not your normal persona. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you want to share about uh, Ray Ray before we move on? Uh, No, I think that about covers what I want to give away right now. Awesome. Um, Oh, I will stress, you know, I do play it in a sense, which some some people might not like it. I mean, some people might like it, some people might not. But I I kind of I don't play them as, you know, this out of control, crazy where creature that, you know, you instantly change and then just want to attack things. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when you think about, you know, humans back in the day, you know, they used to be feral, and then eventually you figure out how to not be. He grew up in this world, so there's no reason why he would turn into this gator form and just be like, I need to eat people. Yeah, I like that. It kind of defies the the trope. Like, just because you're monstrous doesn't mean you need to feed yeah, on I human flesh. Kinda... Just because I'm bad guy doesn't mean I'm bad guy. Yeah, yeah I just, I've, I've always wondered that just like you know they evolve just like anything else you know i I didn't grow up eating raw meat prove it you know i grew up in a in a household just like anyone else i just had this weird thing about me yeah i like that i do i do think that like maybe rarely some animal instinct might like that's what i think of your luck move if you know when you use a luck point i think your monstrous side uh, your animalistic instinct might show up there and you like yeah but but yeah as far as your general nature you're not um you know you don't lust for blood or something like that yeah so deputy Payne is a rookie police officer in gullicochica she Mm -hmm. is the mundane uh katie what do you want to tell me about sarah so she's she is a rookie police officer and she she's kind of found herself in this job because of her her dad and it was kind of all she knew was that he was a he was a cop and she kind of just felt a little lost and followed in those footsteps. She's been through a lot. So I think she's, she's a lot tougher than she looks. Is she doing it because she likes the work or is she kind of reluctantly doing what she knew her father wanted for her or what, you know, what, what's her motivation? I think she does genuinely like helping people. I mean, she did look up to her dad. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like he wanted this for her. And as a matter of fact, she didn't become a police officer until after he died. So if he probably, if he knew that she had become a police officer, I think he would have not been happy about it just oh, for cool. how like dangerous it is. Yeah. How dangerous, not how dangerous danger. it is. How dangerous it is. So danger. <laughs> it's so danger. Please be careful. It's so danger. And it, I think it was more of a, like, I want to prove to myself that I'm worth something sort of thing. Awesome. Uh, does she have any food allergies? <laughs> she's she's got celiacs. <laughs> Let me just write that down here. Way okay. to loosen it up there. It was getting real dark for a minute. 
is it celiac? It's celiac. I don't know. I don't have celiac. I don't know. Not, not with that attitude. <laughs> awesome. Anything else about Sarah or? <laughs> um, she's definitely the the charmer of the group. Um, yeah. It's funny, too, because a lot of your dialogue choices are like you yelling at somebody. So I really enjoy that, like that just for some reason works. <laughs> <laughs> it just works. It's it's endearing, apparently. Very much so. Um, first up on your sheet, you get to choose three mundane moves. What you got? So the first moves I went with were let's get out of here. If you can protect someone by telling them what to do or by leading them out, roll plus charm instead of plus tough sweet which is a very cop thing um and then i chose the power of heart when fighting a monster if you help someone don't roll plus cool you automatically help as though you'd rolled a 10 then i chose what could go wrong whenever you charge into immediate danger without hedging your bets hold two um you may spin your hold to inflict plus one harm reduce someone's harm suffered by one or take plus two forward on an act under pressure roll nice those are all very cop like i feel like yeah. <laughs> yeah so your luck move is that when you spend i like the i like the mundanes a lot when you spend a luck point you find something weird not necessarily good or bad just something weird which is kind of why i didn't want to take the oops move oh gotcha because i feel like it's very similar <laughs> i think the oops move flavors it more like you find something useful hopefully mm-hmm. you know like you're hoping to find something useful whereas like this might yeah. just be just something strange, uh, which mm-hmm. is which is kind of challenging, honestly, as a keeper, because it's like, oh, well, how do they just happen to find something here in the forest or yeah. out on the be- beach that's relevant in some way? Magic. Magic. Ooh, spoopy. <laughs> did you pick a how are you weird move? I can't remember. I did not. And I actually meant to go look at that and I completely forgot. We talked about this last game. We talked about you possibly taking the hunch one. Um, mm-hmm. trust your gut when you consult your instincts about what to do next roll plus weird on a 10 or more the keeper will tell you where you should go wherever that is it will be important you get plus one ongoing on the way to this place on a seven to nine the keeper will tell you the general direction to go take plus one for it as you explore that um, on a miss your instincts lead you into danger that wouldn't be bad especially as we go on, but I'm going to definitely have to level up some and, and increase my weird because it's a minus <laughs> one right now. I can't increase my weird. Look at Even that. if you miss, I think that would be good for the, you know, for the, for the story, for the podcast, yeah. you know, like, uh, you know, leading you into danger somewhere. Ruh-roh. I have a good habit of going into dangerous situations, apparently. Uh, all of these weird moves, by the way, have advanced versions if you take them as an advanced, as one of your advanced level ups, which is neat. That is very cool. Okay. Do you, do you think that's something you want to do? Or There's also, so there's also empath. You get to open your brain to feel the emotions of something right there in front of you. Roll plus weird on a 10 or more. You gain a clear impression of their current emotional state and intentions. Take plus one forward in acting on this knowledge. Um, on a seven to nine, you gain a hazy impression of their current emotional state and intentions on a miss. Your brain is overwhelmed with emotion. I'm worried. I don't, (laughs) I don't want to step on toes. What, what are you trying to say? 
Like you are the mundane taking a magic thing. Yeah, that's why I was, you know. Yeah, that's why trust your gut works best. Um, Empath, it kind of works. Anything else is kind of feels like you're leaving mundane territory, except yeah. for maybe weird science. But I don't see you as <laughs> yeah. a scientist. I like, I like weird science a lot. <laughs> I will, I will take the trust your gut. Cool. I think that's a great move, and it's something that you could have used in the last mystery you yeah, know, when I, you guys were unsure of what to Had I researched go. this like I was supposed to. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Let me get back to my doc. You get to choose two mundane weapons and then a means of transportation. What do you got? So I chose the pocket knife or multi-tool. One harm hand, useful, small... Um, that's kind of what I've been using as the taser, though. Cool. This, I like I, that. I think okay. I think that's a fine mm-hmm. that's a fine take there. Yeah, and then I have, of course, my small handgun, which is two harm, close, loud. Um, and then I have, of course, my vehicle. <laughs> it is a fairly new cop it's car, your paddy wagon, in decent condition, with its working berries and cherries. <laughs> and all that um yeah berries and cherries for those <laughs> who don't understand <laughs> that is a uh a very old-fashioned slang term for the red and blue lights above the police vehicle berries and cherries cool so describe what pain looks like uh i think people can picture her police uniform just fine but yep um yeah what's she what's she what's you like she's she is relatively young so she's around 25 or 26 um and she's she's pretty small for a police officer so she's you know average height like five four or five five um she's got a a real friendly face which i think helps with some of her charm but she's not necessarily you know like a show-stopping sort of girl she's just average um so scar joe for the movie adaptation is out of the uh out of the possibility <laughs> no scarlet johansson <laughs> she's too tall anyway <laughs> what was i about to say oh she she's got like you know curly hair that she always wears up in the the regulation bun that they have to have to use she wears goth clothes <laughs> what it's an option. Yeah, the options are really funny, uh, some of them anyway. But it's it's like, why even limit it to options, you know? Yeah. Or I guess, I think they're there more to give you ideas if yeah. you are, you know, uninspired. But She's very goth. Yeah, I don't think police uniform is one of the vanilla options on the character <laughs> yeah. sheet. But, that, but that's, okay, that's okay. I put work clothes. Went with yeah, work clothes. clothes. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, which stats did you choose? I chose the very first one. So charm plus two, cool plus one, sharp equals zero, tough plus one, and weird minus one. Sounds about right. You're charming um, and you're more more cool under pressure than you are like... Um, smart. A detective. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just say but it. You're, I'm you're not, not smart. You're not, you're not dumb. You're just like, <laughs> it's not your strong suit. And you're tough enough. I like that. Yeah. All right, Cap, what do you want to tell us about the mysterious agent Ari Green, the searcher? We're done already. Wow. I'm only mundane, Cap. Don't get all. Uh, yes. 
I'm Ari Green. Stop it. And... I play Cap. <laughs> I'm surprised that I'm surprised that Ryan didn't do an impression that Cap. You just started going right into Shut it. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Ari is at first glance a very stereotypical man in a suit from any TV show you've seen. He is stoic. Um, He's just sort of no nonsense. He gets his job done. Cool. Yeah, I imagine he's like um, when you when you look at him, you see the suit at first and you don't look farther into it. But if you do take a closer glance, he maybe has like sunken eyes and like looks like he's worn. He's been worn on by his, you know, the, the weirdness of his adventures. His eyes definitely betray his outward appearance in that way. Do you want to say anything here about the FAE or um, we kind of, we kind of start to reveal small details about it throughout the first few mysteries. But if you want to lay it out in the line, you can. The agency that Ari works for is otherworldly. They have dealings with our world and take it upon themselves to police in a sense when strange things come to be, that is my job, is typically to find and investigate dangerous activities, uh, mysterious disappearances and things like that. I'm sent in to either take care of or convince the monster to go back home. And I think that his badge is fed- it is actually federally recognized, like similar to how people... Um, People theorize that the government knows um, more than they say about aliens and things like that. Like this is kind of our version of that where like they're like, oh, we know this weirdness exists, but we don't necessarily want to be the people that deal with it. So like, yeah, if you guys t- take care of it and keep it under wraps, then yeah, we you're, you, you got your government status. That's fine. Like that kind of situation. I would say a local police officer would probably not know what it was, but. Oh, absolutely not. No. Yeah. But if she like, if you were to like call Washington and be like, this is fake, right? They'd be like, that's legit. Move along. Exactly. You get to, okay. Oh, so the first thing on your sheet is the first encounter. Um, It's a move that the playbook starts with. Uh, You get to kind of choose what put you on this searcher path. What was your first encounter? Ari's first encounter was when he was eight years old. He followed a sprite, a a will-of-the-wisp, off into this other world, leaving this world and his parents behind for quite some time. The move itself is called Cryptid Sighting. Uh, it says, when you take notes of any reports of strange creatures, whenever you first see a new type of creature, you may immediately ask one of the investigate a mystery questions. So basically, every time I see a new monster or creature, I can immediately ask from the list of questions. And that works because you are in your deal and you're working for the FAE. You have um, discovered and dealt with quite a number of cryptids. So you have learned how to find things out about them. At a glance, yes. Okay, so you also get to pick two searcher moves. What did you choose? The two searcher moves I chose were... Guardian, you have a mystical ally. It gives a few options, and they help and defend you. 
So my ally is this Will of the Wisp, this small blue moat of flame that has been with me since I was a child. They help me out of danger. They help me through mazes and puzzles. Anywhere I am lost, they help guide me out. Their name is Ignis. The name comes from the original name for Will of the Wisp, the Latin name Ignis Fatis, which means fool's light. Oh, I thought it meant fat flame. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just a fat flame. Uh, I like that Ignis was your both your cryptid sighting and is now your ally. That's cool. Yes, we've grown together. My second move from the searcher list was just another day. When I have to act under pressure due to a monster phenomenon or mystical effect, I can roll with my weird instead of my cool. Yeah, I really enjoy that you are the searcher, but you are kind of flavored a lot like the professional or, uh, you know, the the playbooks that work for an agency um, that just kind of will be um, called upon much differently than if you were actually... Um, an agent via your playbook as opposed to just via the story. The searcher and Ari are always going to try to talk before things yeah, come to that, blows. That's one of the neatest things about the searcher to me is that it's the only playbook that I know of that, um, that specifically mentions several times throughout, like this player does not fight at first instinct. Like this is a, um, a player that tries to, or this is a hunter that tries to negotiate in any possible situation, which exactly. is cool because you play it that way very well. Thank you. Okay, so I think you've described his appearance pretty well already, but is there anything else there you want to say? He's not above average height, curly hair. It's kept high and tight, but you can tell there are some definite curls to it. He always keeps his suit clean, issued from the FAE. What stats did you pick? I've chosen the third option, which is a zero charm, a minus one cool, plus two to sharp, zero to tough, and plus two to weird. I like that you're a diplomatic character that has low charm, but I know I know we've talked about you as your, <laughs> one, of your one of your first level ups taking the uh, the move that lets you sub in uh, sharp instead of charm. In a nutshell, I'm here to investigate mysteries and use magic. And I'm all out of using Which, magic. No, <laughs> I just want to do <laughs> Which is a mechanic that Ari relies heavily upon using yeah. magic as he does not try to attack often. Cool beans. Uh, so do you want to go over your gear? Your playbook gives you a lot of gear. Do you want to talk about some of that? It does give me a lot of gear, a lot of which I've opted not to take. Ari does not have need for a laptop or a car, really. He's provided with rental cars, if need be, by the FAE. What he does have and hold near and dear to him is his investigation tools, uh, those being cryptid hunting gear issued by the FAE, um, bits and bobs, tools I can use to both find and communicate with these creatures. Uh, with every mission, I am typically sent with historical documents and witness reports of strange events and a dossier with that knowledge Ari just figures out what he can do to take out the monster or solve the mystery each time he does carry with him a small handgun but is hesitant to use it he will if he has to but it's the it's the word I'm looking for the final option I really like 
one of the flavor items you use for one of your use magic effects, which is the shard of glass where you use to view another place or time. And I, um, I'm like working on the secret origin of this item, but do you want to say anything about it? One of my most used effects on the use magic table is to observe another place or time. And the way that Ari does this is by holding a small shattered piece of mirrored mercury glass and basically scrying through it to this location or time. It's I've used it quite a few times in the games already. That's just his focus for that particular spell. And what's your favorite board game? Mine are Ari's. What's Ari's favorite board game? I want to say sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I just can't bring myself. <laughs> it feels like sorry. I love it. Yeah, sorry is old-fashioned enough not to is give it? too much away about. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, there there are older there are older versions of that game, I'm sure of it. I'm, I'm looking it up. Now you've got Splendor. me. Oh, I'm old, Catherine. No, that's my favorite. Yahtzee. You should say Yahtzee. Oh, God. Sorry came out in 1929. We're, yeah, we're, we're going. I thought that was one of the older ones. Jeez. Okay. So now we'll go over the history options. Um, because this is kind of how the playbooks work. You go over, you choose everything about your character, then you introduce your character to the group. Um, and then the last step is to um, each, in the same order, each player gets to choose a history option for the other two hunters. This mechanic is a really cool part of Monster of the Week because it allows you to get right into the action in your first session. Um, you don't have to meet at a tavern or figure out why you're together. You're already established hunters. Um, we kind of fudge this a little bit because we're also trying to tell a cool story, but I think that all of our modifications have been pretty fair. Um, Ray Ray, what option did you choose for Deputy Paint? Oh, give me one second. I remember I chose these, but I didn't circle them. Let me read. She got them. a circle. <laughs> uh, I think you chose Close Relations. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I was just reading. Close Relations was Deputy Payne. I think we, no, I think we did Good uh, Friends. I have Good Friends written down. Oh. We're not related. I think Close Relations is the closest thing to Good Friends. On his and all the histories aren't the same. I didn't yeah, think about that. Yeah. Well, fuck me, guys. Come on. <laughs> so yeah we kind of decided to manifest that as like you guys have known each other this is a small um this is not a very populated area so um and ray ray i think is a little bit older than Payne, so maybe Payne grew up going to his um to his well at least his mother's wildlife spot so yeah i really can't remember what i picked for ari but i've got i mean no it's it's they tried to slay you, but you proved you're on the side of good. Well, because I'm kind of looking at they are tied to your curse or origin. Tell them how. Oh, sure. That's kind of, I mean, he's... I'm tied to his origin. He's tied to my origin. And he could just say that I have a... I'm Loretta's mom. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm Loretta's mom. That's a big, that's a big twist. Okay, so uh, it's... Loretta's son. So your origin, I like that because it's not like your origin as in like how no, the power is origin. It's like, yeah, you're physical. That's cool. We're playing with history the... with Loretta, your mother. So Deputy Payne, what are your history options for Ray Ray and Ari? Um, so for Ray Ray, I have good friends. Tell them if it's from way back or recently. 
Um, and I definitely agree that we go way back. Um, nice. Grew up going to Ray Ray's farm, or I guess Loretta's farm. Um, became a cop, and then I, in the last year, have been helped. I've been called to help out a lot with anything going on with unruly guests or any accidents and stuff like that. But what was what was your option for Ari? Because I know that that's one of the ones we definitely fudged to be less history and just more something that happens in the first. Yeah, Ari, they introduce you to the existence of monsters. Sarah, desperate to figure out what happened to her father's and to find clues regarding his mysterious disappearance, clings to this new opportunity to find out what happened. That's what I Wow, you wrote about. something down. I did. Yeah, but the history is supposed to be like before the game starts you know what i mean so it's like we yeah because we wanted to play these we wanted to play some of these out and have them be organic because that's real parts of our history our played history but they introduced you to the existence of monsters tell them how you feel about that is exactly what how do you feel about that deputy that's how i feel about about it. it that well that's what i mean that's how i feel about it is i'm desperate to find something I don't like he died under mysterious circumstances and I don't have any answers and I see Ari as an as a way to find those answers. I'm excited for the scene where you like ask him for the answers or like to help you find it out, figure it out or something. No, the like scene that. is when she asked me to look in the glass. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> to see what happened. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Oh, shit. Uh, it's going to be your first use magic roll. <laughs> you should keep it for later and dip into magic oh my god okay sorry tantalized we need to get through this uh okay so agent green what are your history options for the other two for deputy Payne, i've chosen that we met while we were both investigating separate mysteries which we've played out in episode one for Ray Ray, I chose that I figured out a supernatural or weird secret that they keep. And what is that secret, Ray Ray? It says to ask you what it is. Please tell me now. I'm uh, lactose intolerant. Exactly. <laughs> Which in our fiction, um, lactose intolerance is a magical affliction. <laughs> it is... Uh, it only happens when you've been attacked by a demon. I also have a gluten allergy. No, I already used that one. You did. No, the you weird steal her joke. <laughs> the weird. No, the weird secret is that you are the Gulligator yeah, Man, yeah, right? I, I am the Gulligator Man. I learned both secrets. I think. Is there another secret? No, that he's lactose intolerant. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> it's none of your business, keeper. This is the other secret. Do are we elaborating on that history or no? Um, I don't think we've gotten there yet. Yeah, I don't think we should until it happens. Probably. Yeah, yeah. we haven't we haven't reached that point, so it yeah. shouldn't go in this episode because this is before episode two. Yeah, one point five. So these characters are really fun, and I'm really excited to uh, to see how all this plays out. One of the principles of the of being a keeper in this game is to be a fan of the hunters, and that's been certainly the easiest part of it so far for me because I'm a fan of these characters. Um, some of the best scenes in the show have been completely unplanned interactions between 
um, the two the or two of the characters so far, or, you know, or all three of them. So I'm very much looking forward to making the rest of the show. So uh, I hope everybody enjoys it. Do we need to say anything about this not being scripted at all? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously that's you said real play. So that's true. Yeah, that so this is a play podcast. This is something we are playing out. Uh, we don't script any of these scenes. Sometimes if somebody flubs a line or stutters, we go back and fix it or, you know, not necessarily fix it, but we go back and redo the line. Um, but we are not scripting any of these scenes. Um, we are playing to find out what happens, which is the keeper agenda, make the world seem real, play to see what happens and make the hunter's lives dangerous and scary. So we are um, improvising this as much as possible here. So I hope everybody enjoys the show and is enjoying it so far. Um, we're having a lot of fun making it. I think I can speak for everyone there. Yes. Cap, you're up. I'm never going to do this for you or God or anyone. Hold on, I'm going to drink some water. What sort of things should we talk about here? I'm a pretty fucking layered character like an onion.